This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. Take all your applications, put them into one electronic form, ha- send that electronic form to your client, and Indio software will populate back to all those applications. Yeah, I'm going to add, um, I was just on the NetView income forum, and somebody had asked a question about Indio, and current user uh, wrote this back. I just copied it out. We are using Indio and absolutely love it. It's a way of automating, managing, and streamlining the application process. Uh, so that's from an actual user. You can learn more about Indio and register for a one-on-one demo at www.useindio.com slash podcast. That's www.useindio.com slash podcast. Welcome to the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds, where we help agents and brokers drive profitability through operational excellence. Hello, and welcome back to the next episode of the Digital Broker Podcast. I'm Steve Anderson, and I'm here along with my co-host, Ryan Deeds. Ryan, hello. Howdy, Steve. Happy day to you. Happy day. Well, uh, we're recording this in July in Nashville, and uh, we've had a... Heat wave. It's hot here, humid. It's uh, it's wonderful living in Nashville, except maybe this time of year. But uh, it's great to uh, to be with you again. Um, Absolutely. So I'm really excited about uh, the guest we're going to bring on today, Justin Goodman with Goodman Insurance Services. Justin and I really first con- kind of contacted um, via email with a, a platform that they built for their agency, and that's what we're going to focus on today is really talking about how to bring in new staff to the agency. And Ryan, I know you know uh, the industry's facing this huge demographic time bomb of uh, current staff uh, retiring and uh, looking at trying to bring in new staff and what that means and all of the conversation around millennials and how they do things differently. And I think sometimes they get a bad rap and sometimes it's... Onboarding is, ha- onboarding is hard. <laughs> onboarding right? is hard. And yeah, we did have another episode where we talked about that. So uh, let me welcome Justin here. He's on the line with us. Uh, so glad you could be with us. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited as well. So, um, Justin, let's start out with a little bit about the agency and yourself and um, kind of what you do now. Great. Well, I am a third-generation insurance geek. My grandfather was in the business. My father was in the business. And when I was 18, my old man said to me, Justin, do you want to come into the business? And I swore I'd never come in. And so he sold his company off. And then a couple of years later, I was selling uh, boxes and tape for Uline Shipping Supply. And they said to me, you know, this is a great career. You want to keep going on this path? And then I, I met a girl and realized that recurring commission sounded like a better deal. So I crawled back to my father's company he'd sold to and said, hey, can I get an opportunity to sell here? And I spent some time at that company before branching off with my brother and forming Goodman Insurance Services. And for the past decade, all we focused on is commercial lines for insuring trade subcontractors in California. Great. So uh, really a, a niche focus. 
Yeah. Um, that's great. Actually, Uline, I still get I get their huge, massive catalog in the mail. I'm not quite sure why they're still mailing that out. That's just fun. So like many, you kind of got into the industry and, uh, and wouldn't let you go. I had a similar story. So 10 years, and I guess I want to start before we talk about Total CSR, which is the platform, training platform you've built. What was the reason for even thinking about how to train new employees coming in? Um, give us a little background. So great. So uh, I actually started my career about 16 years ago in the, in the business, and I started at a publicly traded company. And they have a lot more resources than the small boutique agency that I became when I started my own agency 10 years ago. And what I quickly ran into was this tension between I sold myself as an expert, and so my staff needed to be experts as well. Well, that means I needed somebody with at least 10 years of experience in the industry and specifically working with contractors. Well, the problem with that is the budget of a small agency and the need to have that expert did not necessarily align. And yet I still had to make that happen, so I bring somebody on. And even though I think I'm a great boss, provide wonderful benefits, et cetera, all that can't compete when an agency that's a publicly traded one or a large regional says, we'll pay a 30% premium to that talented individual because we can, right? So I was running into the situation that not only would I, I have to fear losing to these large agencies, but it was difficult to find that specific person within our, our niche. And I kept running into this. I bring someone in. I think it's wonderful. But then they get this glorious opportunity somewhere else, which, again, I'm excited for them. But it was a real problem for our agency. And so we kept running into this and then paying the recruiters there 20 percent. And this would happen every few years. And so we eventually came to the conclusion that we said, we've got to do it in-house. We've got to train people up within the industry, which posed another problem to me. One, because I never considered myself a trainer. And two, uh, my younger brother is a millennial. And so I've, I've always had a, a unique relationship with millennials and, and struggled with some of, of their, uh, their habits. And so I thought that was going to be a challenge. And, and what concerned me most was their frequent job hopping. And so I said, even if I go and train these people, they're going to leave me in two years, which ultimately my brother and I, we sat down, we had a conversation and we said, look, we see so many people that we interview that have a lot of experience in this, this industry, but not a lot of knowledge. And so do we want an average player that will stay with us indefinitely, or do we want an outstanding player that may graduate past us after two or three years? And by that, I mean, I'm a boutique agency. They are ready to move up to more challenging things, and I don't have a spot available to them. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, so really previously, you were looking for experienced people that you could bring in, correct? Absolutely. And yeah. Think, yes. And I think you're telling the story of, of the agent today. I mean, if you're, if you're $25 million, you know, $30 million in revenue, it's so freak or below that. It's so difficult because just because like you said, I mean, we don't have those paths that these large organizations, we, our agency has faced the exact same thing. So I definitely think that uh, you're speaking to to a large 
problem that's in our in our space. So was your issue then trying to create a training program that wasn't expensive or was less expensive that you could run more people through? I, kind of where where was the genesis for what now is uh, Total CSR? Well, the genesis was I decided, hey, I'm going to train these millennials, and it was working well, but it was requiring a tremendous amount of my personal time. Mm. And so it was I, – I take what I pay myself times the number of hours I'm spending, and then I say, how does this pencil out? And, and I still had in the back of my mind at the time that our industry still claims it's two to three years to train someone to be an account manager – and so I had to shift that mindset and say, how do I do it faster, right? And I can't do it faster if it's reliant on me to be sitting next to them all day. And so we had to come up with a way that was pulling myself out of it, yet still had the ability to be real, be tactile for the individual going through the program and dynamic enough that they learned versus I take an online class and I, I read and scroll through some information. So what we're trying to do is solve a time problem for myself, but also something that was engaging enough for that, that millennial that was coming through my program. Because I knew I didn't have six or 12 months to get them on ramped. I had a very short window before they lost focus or in, you know, interest in our industry. Yeah, and I think that's such a key point there, lost focus or lost interest in the industry, not engaged. Um, and, you know, that seems to be, again, a habit or a characteristic of keeping, you know, younger people, millennials and now the Gen Zs or the iGens coming out of college uh, and really giving them a vision for what they could become and, and where they could go. Um, and, and I think it's difficult because like you said, Justin, I mean, you need to have, you know, those 25 year professionals that are there that have all that knowledge. And then they've got somebody that has three years in four years in that really want to move up. And, and that individual that has all that energy then gets kind of frustrated. And so I think it's like Steve said earlier, is it a combination of the millennial syndrome plus our inability to engage and create those paths? I mean, so I, I, it's so relevant because it is something that that everybody is just just dealing with. And so I'm, I'm how how did you test your product? How did as you came up with this thing? How did you know? Did you guys test that internally? Yeah. So what we did first, so you know, I, I went through trained about four account managers myself before we put it into a platform scenario, and I put too much of a focus on the coverage side. And I had those individuals grade me about six months down the line on, on how I taught. And I, I averaged about a, a D to a D minus each time as far as how applicable it was to their day-to-day job responsibilities. So that's when we retooled it, got it set. But then we, again, went through and then had them go through the platform and, and actually use it. And we had other agencies because I'm always talking to, to some of my buddies and they said, hey, can, can we try this? And I said, sure, I need guinea pigs. And so there was a lot of beta testing that was going on ahead of time to ensure that it was actually delivering on what we needed it to, you know, the solution as opposed to the illusion of a solution. So, you know, let's pause here and, and go ahead and just tell us about Total CSR. What is the platform? What is the philosophy behind it? Uh, and how does it work? 
So today, Total CSR is a practical insurance onboarding solution for commercial lines agencies. So what we do is we create an environment where you can take an insurance newbie and in about six or seven weeks, get them to competently perform the duties of a commercial line CSR. Okay, that's a really strong statement. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to delve into that a little bit more. How, how do you go about doing that? So this is somebody who has no experience. So you are hiring now based on the capability of the individual, not based on industry knowledge, correct? Correct. So how I hire is I'm looking at intelligence, emotional intelligence, and critical thinking skills. And so we've got that. Now, as to that statement, hey, can they be productive? Can they be competent in that time frame? And I'm just going to go and divert a little bit and say, when Roger Bannister broke that four-minute mile time, no one thought it could be done. But once it was done, we had 1,400 people since then go and do it. And the problem in our industry is I don't think we dared to really give it a shot to train people faster. And so I, I set that up as when we did this, we said, well, how do we do it faster? And we do it by recreating the environment that the account manager would experience in the agency. So they are going to be touching and feeling and, and working with loss runs and understanding loss runs for every line of coverage. They're going to be involved with the court forms and, and working through a submission that a producer would drop on their desk, albeit not on a napkin. It's formatted a little nicer, but we're creating real-world situations, working with final audits and policy checking. All of those exercises that they would have to do as an account manager, we put them through in our system. So explain the uh, what I would call a learning management system or the platform or, you know, how you deliver that. Now, I, I have had the opportunity. Uh, J Justin has given me a, a, a beta login, so I've had an opportunity to look through that. I, what I'm trying to do is let our listeners get an idea of how this works, because I suspect there's a lot of skepticism out there. How can you train somebody who has no insurance knowledge within, what did you say? How many weeks? We we. We can do it in six or seven weeks. Six or seven and weeks. I, I suspect there's a lot of skepticism out there. So kind of walk through a little bit what those six or seven weeks looks like. And you've given us a little idea. So it's really hands-on, practical, accord forms, loss runs. Here, These are the skills you need to learn to be a commercial account man I won't even say account manager. I want, I'm going to use the terms right here. But a, a beginning commercial line CSR or CSA. Correct. So – what our program, how we formatted it is we have modules and at the beginning of every module, so let's talk workers' compensation, we are going to have a coverage discussion. So we're going to go through all the key coverage pieces of information they are going to be able to, to know and re retain to be useful in, in doing their duties for managing a workers' compensation account. Now, that means that we are going to go through everything they would in a lot of the other educational modules out there. But what we do is it's very interactive. They cannot move forward in our program unless they pass our quizzes. And we quiz almost every couple minutes on a key information, and they have to retain 90% of it to move forward. So we've got that built in there. And then we've got the coverage section, then we move into the practical. We then describe what a renewal cycle looks like. 
We break down the components of a renewal cycle and the job responsibilities, and then we have activities associated with that. We then go into the scenarios that they're going to deal with on servicing the account, understanding what remuneration is, what's included, what's not. We go into final audits and what's required in a final audit, the common mistakes they're going to see in a final audit. So we really delve into the real issues that they're going to face day one. Now, I will say this for those that are skeptical. I just did this again with another account manager in my office. And again, I use those terms CSR and account manager interchangeably. But there is a time component that I think we can all admit that you just need a certain amount of of time that you can't get in six or seven weeks to run into every scenario or iteration of a problem. But I've got a gal that I brought in eight weeks ago, put her through the program, She's handling a half-million-dollar commission book of construction business, and she's doing fabulous at it. So it works. So once the the, the staff member goes through the program, I I take it that these are really just insurance-y basics, insurance blocks that they – you know, the the basic blocking and tackling. Do you get into agency management systems? Do you get in – I mean, how do you handle the nuance of each agency, or is yours kind of – once they come out of this program, at that point, they're, they're going to be ready to go into your own individual training to leverage whatever tool you're using to do that stuff. So that, that's a great question. When we initially thought of this, we said, hey, do we build it specific to platform? And what we decided was, and when we talked to some of the, the education experts out there is, hey, they need to know how to complete an accord form. And if they know how to complete an accord form, then they can bridge that gap fairly easily on the interface of whatever agency management system they utilize. And whether it's Applied Epic, who has a great university that explains how that interface works, that's available to them. So what we've designed it as, we want them to know what the end product needs to look like. So we start there, but then the expectation and and the agencies that are most successful with us have a process handbook. Um, We encourage them all to also have a process and procedure handbook that's on video so that they actually can see it recorded, et cetera. But the idea is it is much easier for an agency to then set that person into the job and connect the the small dots versus, oh my gosh, they know nothing, and then explaining insurance. It's just too big a piece for the everyday agency to bite off. So they are expected as an agency to teach the nuances of their own system. Yeah, no, I like that. I mean, so ultimately, I take a new hire that has that, that has that energy, the emotional intelligence, you know, all the things that we're looking for. We put them through this kind of boot camp product. Once they come out of that, now they have a consistent uh, – everybody understands where they are at that level. And that's another thing I like about the platform, right? It's a single source of truth for the organization so you're not doing this osmotic learning, which I find to be problematic over time in, in an agency. Yeah, too often, uh, you know, you go sit with Sally or Jim or yeah, whatever, and now you're picking up all the bad habits that's right. that that's they right. have and, and you don't even know that you're picking up bad habits because there's no single source no. of truth that, that right. you are leveraging. And so when they come out of your product, then – now they go in and kind of go through the, the the training that the agency would have for their own specific systems and stuff like that. Is that, that that's, correct? Okay. And, and and while they're going through that, we have a, a spaced repetition learning strategy. So they go through our course, and then there's six weeks of follow up work while they're going through their agency specific training. 
And so we've got that there because the retention goes up by close to 50%, right? I love these classes I go to. I'm a big fan of the National Alliance. But one of the, the drawbacks when you have a seminar setting that's two, three days is it's great information, but you tend to forget it or only a few pieces of information if you're not getting hit with it again. So it's great we have them go through it, but then we have the follow-up, and then, yes, it's turned over to the agency, and that's, that's the strategy we hope that most employ. So the platform has different lines of business. Uh, just go through the list of what you currently have available. So we go through our first module is what we call general education. So we cover insurance basics, but then we also go into completing the Accord 125 form. Then we speak on workers' compensation, general liability, auto property, inland marine, and the excess policy. And, and that's where we are today. It's not where we'll be in six months. But we said we have to be able to do that correctly and, and get the user feedback to make sure it's delivering the value before we launch our other line. And what, what's on your roadmap? And, and I, I'm sure there'll be questions about personal lines or, you know, other more detailed commercial. Where, just what's on your roadmap? So on our roadmap, the, the first thing that'll hit in third quarter is soft skills. Um, it's actually not going to be coverage focus. It's, we found that a huge need of our agency partners is that soft skills training for the millennial staff, phone etiquette, basic email correspondence, etiquette, dealing with difficult clients. So we are going to be launching soft skills in September. We'll have personal lines up in the first quarter of next year. And then we will circle back to the other lines on, on the commercial side, such as EPL, professional liability, and a few others to, to round out the product. Yeah, I like the soft skills. I mean, that's talking directly to that customer experience, right? I mean, really trying to make sure that, that the folks that come out of the program are are ready to deliver that, that value that uh, the agencies need today. So I dig that. What things have surprised you about hiring and managing younger employees? Anything specific or any tips that you can provide to our listeners who are going to be hiring uh, younger people um, that, that you've learned that are ways to engage, whatever. I, I just, what, what tips or what surprises or what things can you share that might be helpful? I think for me, and maybe this is me, but I know it does apply to some of the others that, that have been in the business a while, is as an agency owner, we say we look at the we, but oftentimes we're focused on the me, which is just what we accuse the millennials of doing. And so the, the biggest change for me and the biggest impact I saw was when I said, okay, instead of sitting across the table, I'm going to come alongside and we're going to talk about their career path, right? And letting go and saying, I want to train you because you're a valuable person and our industry needs someone like you. And, and saying, we're going to do what's best for you regardless of what, what it means long-term for our organization. And I, I think when you have that conversation with a millennial and you actually follow up and, and act on that, it opens up possibilities and in, encourages more loyalty. You're giving them the freedom, right? But then you said, hey, I'm going to train you like I want you, if you were my, my child, going to take over the business someday. So I think that's uh, something that I've noticed since I had that mindset shift has been important. The other thing is I was very quick 
when a millennial would give an idea to immediately fire back the reason it wouldn't work. And oftentimes what ends up happening is they don't have the full perspective. And I'm right that I know why it wouldn't work, but I'm destroying their confidence in the process versus allowing them to flush it out and go through that process and learn. Because am I trying to just have an order taker in my agency? No, I need somebody long-term who's going to come to me with ideas and that propensity to shoot down why it wouldn't work because I had more information and just sitting back and listening and, and allowing that natural flow, allowing them to come to me with, with solutions. Um, and then lastly, I had a tendency when they would come and ask me a question, I would answer their question. And so they kept coming to me with, with answers. They're used to Google, right? So I was their personal Google. And when I switched and said, I want you to first go and, and research this on your own, give me your answer, right? We will discuss your answer, and then I'll tell you you're right, you're wrong, and different. And what ended up happening is instead of their confidence remaining a little bit lower because I kept having to be their answer giver, they discovered, hey, they can go find the answers, and they were right more often than not, and so they sounded more confident on the phone, and overall it, ele- it led to them helping train the next person and more confidence overall. So a lot of it had to do with my own personal mindset and, and how I dealt with millennials. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Uh, that's that it, listeners. Uh, that's please take that to heart. Cause um, I think that's so important. Well, that, I think that the, the main thing that you said there, I, 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 you know, trying to build an innovative agency today is difficult because you need those ideas to come from the people that are doing the work. But if you've doused their flame two or three times, they stop igniting, right? And so I love, you know, if our listeners take one thing away, I think what you said was so critical. If they come to you with an idea, even if you know that it is not going to come to fruition, let them walk that path. Let them flush that out and figure that out. Because when they do that, I mean, that would be that it's so much more impactful for them to go through that. And so I, if our industry as a whole, not only in the managements, I mean, I'm talking about on the line level account managers as well to get a team that really functions, they need to be doing that as well. They need to be energizing those folks that are behind them. And so that's just that's critical. So we need to wrap things up here. Um, I'm sure people are wondering that, you know, how much this costs. This has got to be hugely expensive that nobody can afford. Uh, can you fill us in a little bit on how the pricing works? Yeah. So what we did is we went through and did all the calculations on how much it costs to train a new employee or transition someone from assistant to an account manager. And I start there before going into pricing because I, I think it's important people recognize, well, it does cost a lot of money to train someone. On average, it's about $10,000. And what we said is we wanted to be that product that was available because in order to, to change how our industry does things, we need mass adoption. And so we've priced it very competitively. And by that, I mean for an agency with three people that they're going to train over the course of a year, the cost is going to run roughly – $2,000 if, if they, they sign up on that, um, you know, larger agencies, a little bit more, but essentially it's coming down to, you know, $700 an individual versus $10,000. And we actually think the cost is higher than $10,000. Uh, but the idea being, we wanted it at a, a price that most agencies could afford 
that we could get mass adoption. And then the other thing we've done on the pricing side is we recognize we are the new player on the market and it's our own little blue ocean. And those early adopters are taking a risk on us because we make some pretty big claims and we want to reward them as, as partners with us. So as we continue to go forward and develop out other modules, those that have been with us in our program will never see an increase in their pricing and they will get the additional models included. So we, we're following that Netflix model, if you will, of we're going to continue to give you more and more content and the early adopters will be, be rewarded. So how do people find out more or get in touch with you if you have additional questions? There's several ways you can get in touch with us. Uh, the, the easiest way to find out more is to go to www.totalcsr.com. You can also email me directly at justin at totalcsr.com. And some of you I know, like picking up the phone, I'm always happy to talk to people. And you can always reach out to me, 949-769-3101. But if you want to have a demo, you can go online, you can book a time, and uh, you know we'll, we'll promise to make it educational for you. And uh, Justin, you've been gracious to uh, give our listeners a little extra incentive. Yeah, so for your listeners, uh, we're going to have a a discount code available. It's digitalbroker15, all lowercase. And if they enter that into the the payment platform that we have on there, uh, they'll get an additional 15% discount. So they just type in digitalbroker15 in the coupon code, and that discount will be applied. And thank you so much for doing that. This has been a great conversation. I'm really excited about the platform. I do think, I love your your thought of a blue ocean. You are stepping into a whole different area of how to train, and I think it's something the industry really does need. So uh, Ryan and I are thrilled to kind of help get the word out for you and uh, kind of would love to have you back on maybe in the future to talk about what, you're, what you continue to learn on how to train uh, new people for our industry. We need to get those people in. So thanks for being with us. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Justin. All right. Take care. This has been another episode of the Digital Broker Podcast with Steve Anderson and Ryan Deeds. Send us your questions and comments, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review. This podcast is brought to you by Indio Technologies. Indio Software helps agencies save time and money by turning the application and renewal process into digitally enhanced online forms. To learn why over a thousand agents use Indio, go to www.useindio.com/podcast.